You're listening to PlayStation Unchained. Welcome to PlayStation Unchained episode 32. Uh, I'm your host this week, Ben Shilabir Hall. Mike cannot sadly make it this week due to being with strippers. <sighs> Poor guy. Um, but we do indeed have Gary with us this week. How are you, Gary? I'm pretty good. How are you today, Ben? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Um, and we also have a really... Well, an awesome newcomer that I've been trying to go on for the last, well, for ages. But he's finally been able to have room to be on this week. And had time as well. Fraser. Fraser. Hello. Fraser. Did I say your name right? Fraser. Yeah, yes. Also. Correct. Uh, how you been? Good to be here? Oh yes, oh yes. I'm excited. And of course, we've got the commissioner, Glenn. How's it going, guys? Hey, Fraser, good to meet you, man. I don't think we've uh, podcasted together before. This is the first time I've been on the podcast at all. Yeah. Oh, well then. then <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet you. Thank you. Nice to meet you, too. We, we should also say that, that Fraser looks exactly like the main character from Infamous Second Son. <laughs> really? It's I like they modeled he, it after him. I think he modeled for the character. <laughs> it's just a thought. Yeah. <laughs> So, we've got the model of a second son here, folks. <laughs> oh, Our special guest. Alright. <laughs> um, anyway, let's go straight to the news. Uh, Far Cry 4 set Himalayas come in 2015 report. The ex- expected sequel to the much-loved Islander Far Cry 3 is set for 2015 release. I will be set in the high mountain range of the Himalayas. I said it right the first time. How come I can't say it? Anyway. According know. to a report compiled by Eurogamer. The game, which will definitely be heading to PS4, Xbox One, and PC, and please don't be PS3 and 360, will retain most of the champion gameplay aspects of its predecessors, such as liberating outposts and having very floral slash fauna centric cultivation properties. And of course, will now include the ability to transverse the peak locale up top an elephant. Mm. Wait, uh, yeah, I, I did write, read those words right. I did, yeah, listeners, I did say elephant. Uh, okay Um, our our first glimpse of Ubisoft's snow heavy sequel will be coming at the developers press conference at E3 in June where it's expected a teaser of elephants and a full release date will be disclosed Uh, Glenn what do you what do you think about this you know the Himalayas are beautiful so this is a chance for another graphical showcase for both consoles Um, the elephants thing you know I'm reminded of what we've been complaining about with Call of Duty, that they had to go and uh, advertise a dog as a, um, goodness, as a, what's the word I'm thinking of? As a selling point for the game. And, you know, rideable elephants, that's cool and whatnot, but I'm a little concerned because that's something that you could have left as a surprise in the game. You know, if if it's so important that you market writable elephants, I'm a little concerned for the content of, Car- of Far Cry 4. 
but it sounds like it looks it sounds like it's going to be interesting the screenshots and then the little the, the video um that i've seen so far look phenomenal so hopefully it's a great game i wonder if you can get drunk elephants because elephants can get drunk <laughs> uh, uh gary what do you think about this I think it's a pretty cool idea. I'm, I'm glad they're going away from the jungle setting. Finally, I'm kind of tired of jungles and you know a lot of games. But uh, the elephant thing, I think, is pretty awesome. I mean, who doesn't want to ride an elephant? You know. <laughs> but, I guess uh, that could be their tag for the game. Who doesn't want to ride an elephant? <laughs> <laughs> I hope this elephant has rabies so it goes on a rampage. Though I still want it to be drunk. Um, other that. than that, I mean. <laughs> I hope they change a lot of the liberating the outpost stuff because it became very tedious, very, very easy actually towards towards the end of the game when you've unlocked a lot of stuff. So well, it's gonna be a lot easier now with your elephants to help you. Yeah, you know, charge. <laughs> you know, a lot uh, more things for Peter to complain about, but I'm I'm excited for it. Oh, I can't wait for the delicious controversy. It'd be so delicious. <laughs> I mean, um, I mean you're, you're writing a almost extinct creature or an endangered creature <laughs> I should say well to be fair yeah yeah uh Frasier what do you, what do you think about this idea um I think I'm probably more looking forward to see what they might do if they do a like blood dragon again there needs oh. to be an ability though to summon like a stampede of the elephants oh, that should be or have an elephant with laser cannons that, that'll be perfect see see now Ubisoft is going to nick this idea <laughs> I don't know why they just don't make a sequel straight out to Blood Dragon, a full-on flesh game. Blood Dragon 2, now bloodier. (laughs) (laughs) Now with more blood. Knowing games, that probably would be its title. (laughs) Yeah, could be. I could totally see them doing that. Yeah. Now with twice the blood. Oh, no, 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 I've got it now. Five, two, bloodier dragon. (laughs) <laughs> it sounds like an 80s title, you know. Well, that's what like it's supposed game. to be. Yeah, 70s, 80s type. It's awesome. Um, anyway, let's let's skip giving them ideas about awesome names. <laughs> and we'll go All straight right. to Assassin's Creed Unity confirmed for PS4 and Xbox One. <laughs> oh my gosh! An Assassin's Creed game out this year? Oh! oh. Never would have thought. Who would have thought? Anyway... Ubisoft officially announced the existence of the next-gen exclusive title, Assassin's Creed Unity, with a new trailer, because we were so excited for this. Yesterday's leak reported by Kotaku, which revealed the first glimpse of what would be the next Assassin's Creed's title, has officially been declared a legitimate title. Legitimate. Following the leaked information, the only two listed consoles for AC Unity are PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. In some ways this makes me sad, but I'll carry on this in a minute. Blows an image captured right outside the beautiful Notre Dame Paris from the Freshly trailer, which can be viewed below. Take a look at what's in store for the next generation of Assassin's Creed as the franchise takes to Paris during the French Revolution. Remember that blah blah blah, it's France. Um, Yeah, this makes me sad because the rumour was that there'd be one title for the PS4 and another one with a separate name and a separate universe. Well, the same universe, Assassin's Creed, but a different setting for the PS3 and Xbox 360. And a lot of people might say, well, that's good because they can push the PS4 and Xbox One and make a better game. In my opinion, that just means they can go, 
screw it and give us money. You want the full experience? Buy it on both consoles. Because otherwise you're not going to know the whole story. Um, let's go to Fraser first once. Fraser. Well, to be honest, when I first saw the trailer, I was quite stunned. And I, I'm going to say that I quite like the idea of just going for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Just because, like, they don't get held back anymore. They can just be like, right, we can just fully use the PS4 and Xbox One and make something look glorious. I just hope it kind of looks like it actually is meant to look like. See, I agree with you that, but the rumour was that there was an Assassin's Creed Comet for PS3 360. This confirms that Assassin's Creed Unity is for PS4 and Xbox One. I don't like the name. I know, it sounds weird. It, it, isn't it just their, their actual software? Aren't, aren't they the ones that do Unity? Or is that EA? No, EA uses uh crap. Got EA's engine, but no, Unity's like a free more software, and a lot of indies mostly use well, it. Yeah, they've just nicked that name and gone. That'll do. But Unity does give the implication there's going to be some sort of unity within the game. But it's like yeah. Assassin's Creed Unity just sounds really boring. I wonder if the, I, I bet you the twist will be you're an assassin who works for Templars. And there will be a unity between the two against some sort of super greater evil. Right, that's it. The game's done. There we go. That sounds <laughs> atrocious. I will never play this That game. would destroy everything <laughs> they've built up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that would destroy everything they've built up, but it sounds like the name. True. I think it's just a, a title they have in place right now. I'm pretty sure it will change. Okay. Anyway, Gary, you can carry on then. What do you think? Oh, I'm not excited about it at all, to tell you the truth. <laughs> I mean, it, the French Revolution, it it's a cool time period, sure. It has a lot of history, but to me, like I watched the trailer, I've seen the leaked screenshots. It just looks like a cop-out to me of the colonial times of Assassin's Creed Three that they did, where they don't have to change the costumes too much. They can reuse all the same assets again. And I don't know, like, they took the the whole pirate theme of 4 and doesn't look like it's going to have that much pirates or I shouldn't say pirates, naval combat at least in this one. To me, this this just seems like it's going to be what Brotherhood and Revelations was, just a quick, a quick sell in my opinion. Plus it's set in France. Anyway. Um... <laughs> You're not going to let that go, are no, you? I'm not. No, I'm not. Uh, Glenn. Plus, the, the trailer was very reminiscent of the first Assassin's Creed trailer yeah. that they showed. Glenn. Where he's sent watching this execution about to happen. I don't know. Glenn, what do you think about Did this? Did he lose his head? I'll tell you if everyone's... Okay. Um, to tell the truth, I am with Gary. To hear Assassin's Creed Unity makes me yawn. Um, I'm not interested. Quite frankly, uh, I've talked about my history with Assassin's Creed before. Wasn't really a fan. I started with two. Played most of it. Wasn't a fan. Got bored. Um, played three, and I didn't really get past the flipping tutorial uh, when, when after you first meet Connor before I was putting it down. Then I played four, and I thought it was phenomenal. I haven't finished it yet because just so much else to do. But I really liked four. And now this feels like two steps back. Um, because that's the danger when you have a game that you're trying to release every year for some reason. 
you know, you're, you have to top yourself every year. And Assassin's Creed 3 was eh, but Assassin's Creed 4 was excellent. And so now it just feels weird to see that it's just another Assassin's Creed kind of halfway version until we wait for Assassin's Creed 5, whenever that comes out. Next year. And so, oh, that, yeah. <laughs> Well, hey, you know, Revelations came after Brotherhood. We, can't, we could have another, <laughs> we could have another halfway uh, release. But yeah, this, this doesn't light my world on fire. And it's in France, nothing against France because I'm, I don't know. It just feels like, okay, another Assassin's Creed in a European country. So, um, you know, the the three and four brought something new to the series. Three took it out of Italy. Four brought in the naval combat. And now this doesn't feel like it's going to have too much that's too much that's any different in it. And furthermore, it's not in Japan, which people have been pushing for. So, <laughs> I know. Um, that, that, that would mean they can't reuse assets, Glenn. They have to rebuild everything. Yeah, <laughs> That's why they but, don't want to do it. Perhaps, perhaps five will be in Japan. Perhaps that's how they will <laughs> top themselves. Because again, you have to top yourself every time, and so they've just released four. So to keep people interested, they have to top four to 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 keep their streak going. So I guess that might be one of the ways they could uh, top four for Assassin's Creed Five. Okay, no, sorry about that. Sorry, <laughs> I had anyway. Carry on. Uh, let's go straight to Watch Dogs, and I mean before that, I mean France. Come on, France? No. Anyway, watch dogs. And it's hard to take you seriously because you're British. You historically hate the French. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's go to watch dogs now and leave France behind where it should be. I mean, let's go to watch dogs. Watch dogs PlayStation exclusive content detailed. Watch dogs will feature exclusive content on PS4 and PS3 platforms. Ubisoft and Sony Computer Entertainment Europe have announced. The open world hacking title will include an hour exclusive gameplay for Sony formats and comprise of four extra missions and also includes a white hacker outfit. Uh, yeah, and there'll also be uh, an exclusive unlock superior capacity bonus offering a game additional one battery slot, you know. And yeah, after the de hyping of the downgrade, I'm still a bit iffy about this game, but I'll probably still buy it day one. What do you think, um, Gary? Um, I think this is already... I don't think this is really big news. I mean, we already knew that Watchdog is going to have exclusive content on the PS3. Um, they said it's going to have an extra hour of gameplay, but so from what I'm seeing, the the only thing that's, that's changed here is they're actually detailing some of the other stuff that you'll get, like the white hat hacker outfit and the, uh, the, the, the experience of the... The extra content with the DeadSec edition as well. And, uh, Glenn, what do you think? Um, well, Ben, first of all, <laughs> let me say this. Don't let that trailer affect your perception of the game too much. Because I'm not convinced that that trailer is the real deal as far as how the game's going to come out. So, um... Like I heard you saying, oh, the graphical downgrade, I might not be that interested in it anymore, but I might still get it in day one. Okay, Hold hold on, hold your horses there. Hold that thought because we might see something different, especially considering that a it's Ubisoft. They're not usually one to um, downgrade a game so drastically. <laughs> and B they just recently said 
that working with the PlayStation 4 is like working with an unlimited budget. Damn you, Glenn. That's my next <laughs> article. <laughs> Segway. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, anyway, carry on, sorry. So, um, this new content here, it's nice to see what it is, because we've known for a while, as Gary was saying, that we are going to get some uh, exclusive content for PlayStation on uh, for Watch Dogs, but it's nice now to know what that is, and a white hat hacker outfit, and some extra missions. That could be some welcome stuff, because this sounds like it's going to be a great game, and people are going to want more of it. And don't worry, Glenn, I'm going to enjoy hacking your game for a bit. Ben, I will find you, and I will hack you so bad. Um, anyway, Frasier, what do you think? Um, I've never been a fan of exclusive content, I must admit. Don't hate, don't hate. Oh, we won't hate. I just, like, anything that's, like, actual story-based as such should be in all versions. It's just not fair to any other player getting another platform. Though, in saying that, it's still, like, can drive people towards it, and I believe the PS4 is probably going to have the better-looking version. I'm going to get hit in it, aren't I? <laughs> um, but anyway, as we're talking about, what we're talking about, this and unlimited... Budgets? Watch Dogs develop a PS4 is like working with unlimited budget, or should we say unlimited power? <laughs> <laughs> the developer behind Watch Dogs has heaped praise on the PS4's hardware capabilities, stating that working on Sony's new consoles is like literally having a unlimited power in terms of memory. Speaking during a chat with the European PlayStation blog, uh, the PS4 has given us uh, the platform to build a new type of game. If given gave us a chance to dream from an Im- animation point of view, we'll always run out of memory, especially when you start developing towards the end of the console's generation. So PS4 allowed things like reduced animation, compression, and more variety in civilians. Yes, that right, folks. You can have more civilians that look slightly <laughs> different. From my point of view, it's a bit like working with unlimited power. Because we can't feel the memory budget on the PS4. It's a really nice piece of hardware. The powerful technology that helped us create a bit better simulation, the water effects, the amount of people in the city, the quality of line, it all brought us a step forward. Watch Dogs was originally shipped in November. Was originally going to ship. <laughs> Not originally shipped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can time travel people. I, I bought mine in November 2013. You just have to wait till May. You're, you're about to have people banging on your door, Ben. <laughs> Uh, uh, anyway, um, Glenn, let's see your opinion on this first as you start talking about it. Uh, like I said, it's um, it kind of speaks to their ability. I, if, if they really feel this way, then I doubt that the game's going to be graphically downgraded. And, you know, one of our readers made a comment on this article that said, if that's true, why are they giving the PS4 a crappy version of the game? It should be getting the best one. Get your act together. Hold hold that thought because you're getting your information off of a trailer and we don't know what state the game was in when the footage was taken from it for that trailer. You know, all, all we know is it's just a trailer and the graphics look different uh, than we originally saw. So, but there could be a lot of different factors here. Um, in a way, this kind of gives Ubisoft a, um, a method to get the hype back for the game. It's like, oh, you thought the graphics were bad? Well, take a look at this. So um, I hope that's where they're going with it. If they feel this way, then I'm pretty convinced that it's not going to be um, as downgraded as the trailer made it out to be. Um, and Frasier, what do you think? 
I'm gonna agree, agree with Glenn there. It's just like people probably looking at the trailer and just thinking, "Oh God!" But the thing is, I personally, I thought that there's probably a few passes still to be run over. It's still some polish to be run over it. And that trailer could have been made by the animators like several months ago. That could have been made in like one of the first builds that were properly put together as a full game. But I can't wait to see what they can do with it, and hopefully you get a massive world to play in. Uh, Gary, what do you think? Uh, I also agree with with both of these guys, but uh, uh, I I would also like to say that you know it's it's nice to say that these systems can do all these things with unlimited budget, unlimited power. But you know, well, it's also coming from a source of the European PlayStation blog, so obviously they're not going to say anything bad or any issues they're having with the system. But you know. Like, with the graphic thing, like uh, Glenn said, you know, don't judge it by that. I mean, I stopped judging games by graphics a long time ago, except for one exception, which I'm not going to talk about right now. But, you know, it's it's good news. I mean, especially for the future. I can't even imagine how games are going to look and how they're going to play four or five years from now compared to what they are now. Should be interesting. Oh, I must admit, repeat. And that ties us nicely with Ubisoft unveils stunning snowdrop engine footage. Oh, uh, I just watched the trailer just before this cast, and oh, can I run away oh, with can it? I, I, um, oh, oh, <laughs> it, it? My eyes had sex with it. Uh, oh, the snowdrop yeah, engine okay. has been given the video treatment at GDC this week, courtesy of publisher Ubisoft. For those who aren't aware, the impressive tech is deriving force behind the company's upcoming online action shooter, Tom Clancy's The Division. As I attract much media attention since the game's announcement last year. Uh, I want to pass this to Fraser first. What What do you think of the the sexy trailer? I was blown away. I mean, I know the division when it was first shown, people were just like, "What? This looks insane as it is," and just seeing how easy they've made an engine to sort of develop with, I'm interested to see like how big the division will be and like what will actually be able to be doing in it. It just it's incredible, and plus, like the amount of de- attention to detail in every little nook and cranny just is insane. Uh, Gary, okay. what do you think? Uh, I think it's phenomenal. I think the engine itself is something. If you look at it, you can see that it's probably it's probably an engine that wouldn't work very well in the past systems, the PS3 and 360. It's it's definitely a next gen engine. And like I said before, the division just looked phenomenal at E3. It was definitely going to be. It's it, well, right now it's on my top most wanted list. But uh, but yeah, it's. I think the engine is phenomenal. The, the small details, everything that they can fit into it, and like I said before, I think it's going to be one of the first games to to really show what these new consoles can really do, as opposed to the older ones. And Glenn, what's your opinion on this? The Snowdrop engine looks brilliant. It really does. Um, we're starting to see... Uh, this is the beginning of the uh, console life cycle, of course, and we're already starting to see this new technology pay off in the graphics and in what the games can do. Uh, so it's... Uh, goodness, it's, it looks great, and I'm excited to see what else comes down the road. I can't wait, to be honest. This generation is going to be a really exciting one. Um, and while we're talking about exciting and generations and hype... And ooh, 
EA publishing next time for game continues speculation for PS4 release. Respawn Entertainment has established external Electronic Arts as the publisher for what would be the sequel to Xbox exclusive Titan Fall. Or should we call the sequel Titan Falling? Uh, the rumour mill around Titanfall come to the PlayStation brand has been stewing since last year, with the presence of a PS4 controller in a Titanfall video. Woohoo! As well as the statements about them being sorry and apologising a lot. Even Breedspawn's entertainment co-founder Vince Zamp- Zampella let on a chance of seeing Titanfall franchise dip on in. Uh, Gary, what do you think about this? Do you think we'll get Titanfall 2? More fooling. Oh, absolutely. PS the PS4 will get Titanfall too, but I'm a little confused with with EA publishing the next Titanfall because as far as I know, Respawn is owned by Electronic Arts, so I don't see how anybody else could publish the game besides them. I thought Microsoft published Titanfall One. No, that was EA. Well then <laughs> Yeah, so that, that's why I'm a little confused with Well them publishing the next time. I mean, were they planning to sell the, the the license of the game to to Microsoft? Well, I think no. I think Zampella actually respawned owned the license, but they got Microsoft. But they're owned by Electronic Arts. They're not actually. They're not. They're not? Oh, okay. They're they're a private company. I think they work oh. with EA, but they don't actually have to do what they say. Okay, see, I thought EA owned them. That's why I was a little confused about what was going on here. <laughs> it's through the EA Partners Program. Okay, okay, well, this makes more sense now. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I definitely think we'll get Timefall 2 on the PS4. I, I've, yeah, you never know. We still might get the first Timefall after three years or I whatever. <laughs> well, just call it... Whenever the license agreement expires. Call it Timefall Black, and then we've done it. <laughs> <laughs> of all the names you've come up with that one I think is the most random why, t- why Titanfall Black because Ninja Gaiden was owned by Microsoft when that was being published so they thought they had to when they remade Ninja Gaiden Black still Microsoft exclusive but to publish it on the Sony platform they had to add the name Sigma because Microsoft only owned the name Ninja Gaiden did not own the full product they only owned oh, okay. the title name so by adding the DLC content to Sigma and changing it to Ninja Gaiden Sigma by changing a bit of the content, they could get across past their contract and release it on the PlayStation systems. <laughs> nice. So Titanfall well, the, Black would just be the opposite way around. Yeah. It just depends on what deal they worked out with Microsoft. They might not have rights to the name Titanfall, but yeah. just the game itself. Well, then you just change some of the game and turn the mechs into turn the bunnies. Call it bunny fall, yeah. and then we're done. Yeah. And nobody will ever buy <laughs> or, it. Or, or mech fall. Or everybody will buy yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, call it to me, or instead of to calling me, them Titans, call them mechs. Mech fall? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, to me, there's no question. Let's take a look at the rumor mill so far. Uh, from the start, the game was originally going to be developed for PlayStation 4. In fact there's actually still PlayStation 4 code in the game that's released right now. So, um, yeah, it was, originally, it was originally going to come to PlayStation 4 in some form or another, but then there was a deal and it, it went over to Xbox One and PC and left PlayStation out of it. And Xbox uh, 360. Still, 
and Xbox 360, which still has me scratching my head. Um, why, why that would have been a good move. But now, you know, the PlayStation 4 has been taken off like a rocket. It's ahead. It has the larger audience. EA would be foolish not to publish the next game on the console with a larger audience unless their contract with Microsoft um, calls for another exclusive release, which Microsoft is not going to give up so easily. So, um, yeah, to me, this is a no-brainer. Unless there's some weirdness with Microsoft or unless they cough up a ridiculous amount of money, which I doubt they're going to do, we're definitely going to see this game on PlayStation 4 um, on the ne- for the next release for Titanfall 2. Or whatever it is called. That's uh, cool. And Frasier, what do you think? It will definitely show face. I just don't know which form it will show in, though. Um, I've played a bit of it myself. Um, I don't even know if I enjoy it or not. It's, it's one of those things I'm still sitting on the fence with. But uh, it will definitely be coming to a PS4. Um, I mean, I think they wanted to release it. And just Microsoft was like, here's a large sum of money. Now be quiet. Yeah, that sounds like what happened. Um, anyway, let's go straight to reviews, I think. While well, my brain's still working a little bit and I can read words. A little bit. Um, Steam World Dig review by the amazing Gary. Uh, he says it gave an 8.5. And the summary is, while a bit on the easy side, Steam World Dig is an addicting and unique experience featuring heaps of replay value. We like a very addicting, while streamlined upgrade system mine layout each playthrough offering a unique experience every time we dislike abilities don't carry over to another playthrough underdeveloped characters in game world and not very challenging what's your opinion on this Gary I know I know you got (laughs) (laughs) I think it's a very good indie title that a lot of people should pick up if especially if they're into games like Terraria and and Minecraft those types of digging and, and building type games even though you know Steam or Dig doesn't allow you to build anything, which I was actually okay with because I, I wanted a more simpler experience. I mean, uh, it's it's upgrade system. Everything and it just worked very well. The animation was really good. The art design was really good. One of the best things about it, like I said in the review, is when you finish the game, well, when you start the, when you start over, it's not necessarily a new game plus. It's just the entire layout of every mine that you dig through is completely different. So, like, when you, if you found an upgrade, if, if you found one upgrade earlier on, you might find that same upgrade towards the end of the game instead. So everything gets mixed around, and it just creates a, a pretty different experience of how you go through the entire game. I, I highly recommend it. And it is on sale right now. Oh, damn you. I spent too much money this week. Um, Glad <laughs> With PS Plus. Me? Um, you know, I don't know too much about the game. I've, I've heard a bit about it as it's been released and, and reviewed. And it sounds like an interesting title. And it got an 8.5, which is a very good score. Um, to tell the truth, these games like Minecraft and, and this, they remind me of Second Life. I used to play Second Life a lot. And it's it's almost a little nostalgic. So I don't know. I might pick it up just for the no, just just for that. You seem too young <laughs> to know what Second Life is. I'm 23. <laughs> I don't know. Second Life just feels like it's really old nowadays. It's not. It's not. It's still around, in fact. Yeah. It's been growing. It's been growing, well, but... Not necessarily in population, yeah. but in, in features and whatnot. Wow. So it's still there. Wow. Memories. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Frasier, what do you think? 
I think it looks like a great little indie title, and while I trust Gary's views on it, <laughs> um, I would probably pick it up if I had the money. But uh, I, I love the art style of it. Indie titles always seem to, you know, get a bit crazy with their art styles and such. So I definitely would recommend it. While we're talking about indies, we're hopefully going to have a special guest from an indie company in the next few weeks, if not sooner. So stay tuned, viewers. Ooh. Yeah. I'd also um, like to point out that this is a cross-buy game. So oh, that's good. If you buy it on your PS4, you'll get the Vita version for free. That is good. That is good. That, that that just made me want to buy it now because I'd like some more good things to do on my Vita when I get it back. <laughs> um, let's go quickly to the next review. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 5 Ground Zero's PS4 review by Michael the Stripper Harridans. <laughs> oh no, he's the stripper. Well, he's at the strippers, but you, you don't know. He might get a bit excited. <laughs> His muscles might explode and the shirt... Yeah, you know, who knows? He probably, he's probably wearing the tightest shirt he could find yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, with how big he is, he probably has one woman on each arm. So you're like, yes! No, three in each arm. True. Yeah, but he's, he's <laughs> got to have... Yeah, I don't know, he's still got to save some strength for picking the drinks up. So, you know. He might be strong, but he needs... He needs a bit of... Yeah. Anyway, before we go into what Michael's doing too much, um, he gave it an 8.5, Metal Gear Solid 5 Ground Zeroes. Um, Ground Zeroes is a great slice of stealth action gaming filled with heaps of content and strategic value, even if it is qu- isn't as quite the epic adventure as some had hoped for. We like the freedom available in which to approach the objectives, superb stealth and shooting mechanics, lots of content on lock. What we dislike is the campaign is still pretty... <laughs> that's a nice way to put it, Mike, actually. The campaign is still pretty short, some visual hiccups, and surprisingly light on the plot. Uh, has anyone actually played this? I have played it. Very little, but I have played it. Okay, Gary, what do you think about it? Um, well, funny story is... my. You know how people have said to get the, the single player can be beaten for average, like, two hours, right? The story mode. Well, yeah. I spent two hours going all over uh, mission briefs and diary audio files. <laughs> so I pretty much sat there listening to that. But uh, when I finally got into the game, I, re- I noticed a lot of cool things. The lighting, of course, is really phenomenal. The game looks really great. I also like how Snake can now shoot and move around on the ground freely. Uh, I was really hoping they would add more of that in 4. Um, you know, you can hide behind walls now, which is natural. You don't have to push a button for it anymore which is really nice. But a funny story happened to me is I was crossing over the road, right? And I stopped because I wanted to just look at the environment. And just out of nowhere, I get hit by the big old <laughs> <laughs> big old car that had people that jump out of it. Uh, what is that called? Uh, I, can't remember. I don't remember what it's called. But yeah, yeah I'm just sitting there and then out of nowhere, I just get nailed by this car. Die instantly. It was phenomenal. <laughs> well, but, actually, I had a cool story about this. I was doing the mission. I got to the objective and I'd brought the t- the truck with me down to the objective to rescue. I think it was Chico. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got the pu- car out, parked outside. Anyway, as I was loading, the ve- guys on the uh, vehicle actually got spotted and killed. Respawned, and the vehicle disappeared. I was like, no! Oh, that work! From what I played, I did enjoy it. I, I don't think Kiefer Sutherland is as bad as people say he is. I think he sounds actually a lot younger than Snake looks in this game compared to what David Hayter did for for him. But that's just my opinion. But I don't think it's as bad as people 
are making it out to be, personally. And, uh, Fraser or Glenn, do you have anything to say on this? Not really. I, I heard some concerns because there was going to be something weird happening with Snake or something for Metal Gear Solid Five. But um, to me, it looks it looks like a pretty good game. I, I actually okay, don't hate me, but I haven't played Metal Gear Solid before. <gasps> so uh, yeah, oh, can you drop them from this cast right now, <laughs> dude? Okay, Tim's Ten, never going to speak to him. Who's talking? <laughs> I, I can only hear Gary right now. <laughs> I can hear a, a whisper. I can't work out. Is that? Oh, I that must be Fraser. Game, What's up, Fraser? I kid, I kid, Glenn. Please continue. <laughs> yeah, carry on. It's all right. No, I, I'm. You hurt my feelings. I'm done. <laughs> the moment's oh. passed. The moment's gone. You'll never know what I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> so, Fraser, what do you think? I haven't played it myself, but it looks awesome. But I've heard people saying that they can complete it in like ten minutes. Yeah, if you speed run it, I know exactly where you're going. That's quite, like, insane. How? Just, like, pay, like, I think it's in the UK, it's what, £23 cheapest I've seen? I, I got it for, yeah, £23 with the DLC for the Phantom Pain. So, but I can see them just kind of having a bundle for, like, when they actually release the full game, just a wee bundle or added in in some way, though. Uh, I agree, I think it'll be a part of the, the main game as well. Yeah, I think it will be. It'll be like Metal Gear Solid 2 where you had the um, tanker mission before you did the big show. Yeah. But even then, they might actually even give it to you free on PS Plus before the game even releases. The Phantom Pain, I should say. I can see Ground Zeroes being a plus title with December. Yeah. That's a pretty good marketing ploy. Either way, they've got my money and they're happy. They're rolling about when they're going. <laughs> Yay, we got Ben's money. But yeah, it, 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 the, the game itself is a really good showcase of what to expect from from MGS5, I think. Especially the open world feel to it, the, the animation, the graphics. I think it's a it's a pretty good, good showing for, for what's to come, in my opinion. Anyway, let's... Let's skip this and go to our actual review of Final Fantasy X and 10.2 HD Remaster Review. Uh, summary, Square Enix Labor of Love reimagines... T- oh, sorry, 9.5. I forgot to say that. The summary, <laughs> Square Enix Labor of Love reimagines two classic RPGs with stunning visual fidelity and enough content to yield hundreds of hours. Not two hours, not ten minutes, but hundreds of hours with some of the best role-playing games in two generations. No... Yeah, I read that wrong, but still, it's words, and it's good. Um, gameplay we like. Ex- gameplay is excellent. Visual upgrades are pa- uh, painstakingly and ab- abundant. New musical, new music is usually better or just different. We dislike most new content is locked behind grinding and frame rate drops. Mm. Uh, being European, I don't know what this new content is because we got most of the new content anyway. Uh, I think it's content that you guys got that North America didn't get. Yeah, except for 10.2, we didn't get last mission, but I haven't got to 10.2 yet. You might also want to mention who reviewed this game. Oh yeah, it was reviewed by the um, amazing and always stunning Carl Prow. Prow? Prow. Yeah, that word. Uh, (laughs) And he gave it a 9.5. So go buy it. So go buy it. (laughs) I really... I'm, I'm a little sad because a while back, this was one of the games I said I was going to buy um, because, you know, I, like I said, I hadn't 
played that much Final Fantasy. My first Final Fantasy game was 13, and it disappointed me. Ooh. So Ben Ooh. actually, yeah, yeah. Ben actually convinced. I'm definitely getting 15, by the way, when it comes out. That looks phenom. That looks phenomenal. But um, Ben convinced me to give 10 and 10 2 HD remaster a try. And so I was definitely going to buy it. And then money happened, and now I can't. So Next month. Yeah. Hey, my birthday's coming yeah. if anyone wants to. If anyone I was going to say, would you like it as a birthday present, Glenn? I would love it as a birthday present. Okay. You know what? You should, you should just send him 10 2 and not even give him 10. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> want to torture the guy. No. <laughs> I feel bad asking for birthday presents from Ben. This, this, guy's, this guy's one of the most generous people I know. Oh, thank you, Ed. Um, Fraser, I know you've got the title, haven't you? Yeah, Vita and PS3. Sweet, you're, you're better than me. <laughs> I just love Final Fantasy X. Ten. ten to, well, I loved it, but I didn't like the fact that they, they, well, actually, Glenn hasn't played it. I can't say that. Yeah, you okay, can't talk I'll, about that. I'll cover my ears, okay? For, you'll have 15 seconds, I'll cover my ears, all right? Because they take, okay, you're done. All right, go. They take out the Aeons. What? The whole point of Final Fantasy, you get to summon. I suppose the dress for kind of. What well, to be fair though, I, I don't want to spoil this to Glenn, but he won't know what Aeon is anyway. Mm, true. Okay, I'm <laughs> so, Hello, welcome back. It was back. not much of a spoiler, he wouldn't even know what the spoiler was to begin with, so... Oh, yeah. Still, you wouldn't, you wouldn't leave him to discover it. Yeah, fair But enough. no, I, um, it looks stunning. It was always kind of one of the better games on PS2 I found. And Square Enix, given the fact 13 was not too good... Visually, it was stunning. They always tend to make pretty damn good-looking games, and Ten just had the better battle system, the better just everything was better and just perfect, and then it kind of went downhill. Yeah. Well, because we're running out of time, I'm going to quickly go through my review. Yes, a review by me for once. I actually, did some work on the site. I know. <gasps> I know. Shocking. What's going on? The world's going to implode. Um, <laughs> I know for once I'm not just ranting with words. I've actually written some words down. Um, Yaiba, wait, no, that's Ninja Gaiden Z Yaiba. Whoever wrote this has written it backwards for some reason, but uh, anyway. Um, I gave it an 8.8, and the average review score is 7.0. Uh, Ninja Gaiden Yaiba Z is a fantastic spin off entry to a main series and packed with great combat and stunning visuals. We like engaging combat, smooth gameplay, gorgeous anime-style visuals, great boss fights. We dislike the short campaign. Arcade mode can be frustrating. That's a that's a nice way to put it. That was the nicest way I could put it. And level designs are a bit generic, which is, again, these are words I have written and I have said them now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so go read the words I have written with your eyes. As I say them, with, and you can hear them with your ears. Ooh. Uh, anyway, I was going to try and hear it with my elbow, but I guess that's not the question. I, I've tried that before. It's it's quite it's quite a difficult experience. Oh, yeah, don't try it. Um, no opinions about this game. I'm guessing. Oh, Can I have I, it? I have no idea. I mean, well, how, at what capacity did Kenji and Afune have have on this game? I, I, like, thought had, I thought we had quite a bit. Well, not that much, really. I thought. I can't really. Either way, because he was the the big advertised guy working on this Ninja Gaiden title, so I'm just wondering how much influence he had on the title. I'm not sure to be honest. I I just love the game. 
Like, like it wasn't like before. was he like a producer, executive producer? I thought he was the producer. Okay. Yeah, like I, I, I was never a huge fan of Ninja Gaiden personally. It's it's not one of my favorite franchises, but I'm always down to kill zombies. So. <laughs> oh yeah, zombies are always fun to kill. Yeah. Plus, I remember you talked about that 2D mode, which reminded you a lot of the old school Ninja Gaiden. So I'm really curious to see how that works out. It reminds me a bit of Streets of Rage actually as well. I know it sounds weird, but well, once you put Streets of Rage in it, it's a must buy. Yeah. Uh, Fraser, you just want you just want it, don't you? Yes. Isn't the like art style though vastly different from before? Yeah, it's completely different. Because you just look at it and you're just like, what color brain melt? I I saw the I saw it. Oh my god, yes! I actually played it last year at Eurogamer Expo. I walked away with a free bag from Chin. You didn't walk away with with a game. The, oh, no. the, the way I see the art style is it's kind of a mix between cell shading and uh, Okami. <laughs> the graphic style <laughs> used for Okami. Well, I'll sit here with my Yaba shot glass. We should, <laughs> we should go to Infamous next. Infamous no, Second Son review written by the Commissioner Gordon with That's all me. the hate mail under the sun. <laughs> um, it was unbelievable. Yeah, I can't believe it's still... Uh, I actually read the review score as 10.9 I thought we just screwed up because I didn't know you could go past 10 <laughs> <laughs> and then I realized, and then I played the game and realised no that 9 was just the extra digit he had to fit in after he finished playing it going oh my god <laughs> uh-huh. um, yeah so the review score is a 10 or in my case a 10.9 mm-hmm. because 10.9 out of 10 is mathematics yeah. um, it's actually yeah Summary, visually splendor and gameplay brilliance frame a memorable story with expressive characters. Infamous Second Son is a PS4 masterpiece. We like characters full of personality expression, memorable, satisfying story, visually stunning. We dislike it isn't longer. Yes, I I dislike that fact. It should be longer. (laughs) Yeah, but that's a good problem to have because really... it took about 10 hours or so to get through. And that's a little on the shorter side, but that's reasonable. I mean, Uncharted 3 was about 10 hours. I don't, but... I don't think it's on the shorter side. It's like a standard third-person action type of game these days. Yeah, but a lot of people consider an acceptable length, like somewhere between 15 to 25 hours. Oh, so... soon it's going to be 30 to 40 hours. <laughs> yeah, and, but this is... This is the um. This is just kind of the story without going for like full map completion. Like you can still complete a, a, a decent amount of stuff, and you will by default. But um, for for me, it took about ten hours or so, ten to twelve hours to beat. And you know, that's I. By the time I got done, I was like, I don't want it to be done. I want more. You know. Well, and that's a good problem to have. Well, thanks to Soccer Punch, they've listened to you, Glenn. They've said. That Glenn guy's made some really good arguments here about our 10.9 score, about it needing more content. <laughs> so we're going to release content every week for free called Paper Trail Missions. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I've gotten to play the first one as a reviewer, and I'm immediately interested. So stay tuned. In fact, everyone should go to infamouspapertrail.com and register. Yeah. That way you can get started. Well, Mission 1 is already in the game, so... Yeah. Nice. Yeah, but- Anyway, uh, Fraser and Gary, what do you think about this title? It's phenomenal. 
I sat and played it pretty much every hour I possibly can give to it. Because it's just outstanding. Uh, I completely agree with Glenn. The, the characters, and I think the PS4 tech has helped the expressions. I mean, it's just insane. Just every little small smirk, and especially Dilson's jacket. It's <laughs> small details, just you see the animation where he's floating in the wind and it's flapping away and everything. Just like before, it'd be really static. You mean the jacket that I'm holding right now because I have the jacket edition? Yeah, it doesn't fit though. It's like tiny. I know. But I'm, <laughs> I'm wearing the hat. I am wearing the hat as we podcast for some I'll reason. I'll put on the hat and just look like Delson then, shall I? Yeah. <laughs> we're, all, we're all wearing the hat that can. Uh, yeah. I, I wanted to get one of those. I was originally going to pre-order the... Um, uh, the collector's edition so that I could get the hat, but then I got the chance to review it and, you know, they didn't send me a hat, unfortunately. Aww. But that's Unlike okay. Yabba, they sent me the... Send me the copy. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike, Unlike Yabba, where I got the special edition. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I also think the game is, is phenomenal. From I, I haven't played too much of it. I played a, uh, a little bit, but um, I did run into some issues personally. Like, I got stuck twice inside walls. I don't know how it happened. You did? Yeah, I did. It See, was, that's it, interesting, because that never once happened with me. If that had yeah. happened to me, I might have given it, like, a 9.5 or something. Yeah, I got stuck twice, which which kind of... And I couldn't get out. I tried to get out. I couldn't get out. The camera kept doing weird things when I was stuck. Um, that and, again, like, when I'm trying to jump over something, you know, he just kind of stutters and jumps on the edges kind of like assassin's creed where he doesn't go where i want him to go but... that's now that's interesting because that what that was one thing i've always given infamous credit for not having controls like assassin's creed where he just jumps wherever the frick he feels like instead of where you tell him to yeah like i tried to jump forward and then he'd grab onto like a light post right i'm like okay so then i try to jump forward and as i jump forward he kind of moves to the right side a little bit and lands on the next guardrail that he can <laughs> you know what i think what's I up think he, i think he knows you're with the kgb and he's trying to get back with you <laughs> oh thanks thanks no but but the game is phenomenal the particle effect is just blowing my mind in that game yeah. like the the particle effects i see in this game is what i wanted in Killzone, which i didn't get but um yeah you know the game the game is fun i, I like the character i know some people don't like the character i like him so far we'll see what happens later but good stuff so far. The story also has me a little intrigued. So, Well, I had the most amazing glitches in the game. <laughs> I had the dancing soldier man glitch, as I like to call it, where for some reason a couple of times I'd have a soldier that was sort of dancing on the spot where he's trying to move, but for some reason his path was blocked. So he'd just run around in circles. <laughs> it's that, it like... Um, there's one bit where there's uh, like a load of like dust everywhere and there's like buses. Uh, I'm not going to spoil anything about that, but you'll find soldiers and there's one soldier on the bus that was literally just running around in circles and that's what I did to him. Nice. I, I, could, I didn't want to hit him because I wanted to watch him dance, dance <laughs> for me. But I'd walk up to him and he'd stop and I'd step back and he'd walk around in circles again, ignoring <laughs> me, just just enjoying his little dance. <laughs> Oh my goodness! That's awesome. Yeah, that should've, was. You should have recorded that. I was streaming at the time, so I, I forgot to do it. <laughs> yeah. At least but, others got to see it. 
it happened again later on in the city where I was fighting another soldier in the city and he just got stopped fighting me and started running around in circles. <laughs> As yeah. you do. Yeah. yeah. As someone's superpowers is trying to kill you, you just stop and go, woo, let's run. It worked, because <laughs> I left him alone after that thinking he was a mental patient. If someone was with superpowers was trying to kill me, I'd panic. I don't know if I'd run around in circles, I'd just run away, but I'd probably <laughs> run. Anyway, before we run out of time, we should bring up the Project Matrix, I mean Project Morpheus headset <laughs> by um, Sony Computer Entertainment VR oh my god yes, yes literally all over my face yes <laughs> <laughs> well it's a headset you have to it wear your face <laughs> um, he makes a point yeah. <laughs> um, that's awesome yes, Morpheus Actually, it's named after Dreams, not actually after The Matrix, which kind of annoyed me. I wanted it to be a Matrix reference. Yeah, come on, the glasses. If only we could just have... Blue and red. (laughs) Take your pick. Yeah, blue or red. Yeah, that would be amazing. Um, So supposedly they showed off a first-person arena God of War game. Was that the cancelled project? Was that going to be the new project? Who will find I, out? I don't think so. They said it was a hacked so. version of the like a previous God of War. Well, anyway, I, I do look forward to whatever they plan with Project Morpheus because, especially as they said that you can wear glasses underneath it. Yeah. As a glasses user, I say yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 Oh yes. Um. So, Fraser, what do you think about this? I can't wait, but I hopefully can afford it and not have to sell, like, a lung. Well, uh, that, I... Carry on, sorry. Yeah, they do say it's going to be affordable, but it's like, right, it's a serious piece of kit. But they have they said, I think they had, like, four playable games or something on it. One I saw was, like, you go down in a shark cage, and you have, like, sharks attacking, you've got a flare gun and all that, and you're seeing this from, like, the diver's view, of course, and, and something like that could be pretty insane, but then you've also got it's like people who suffer from motion sickness probably won't be able to use this thing at all. Uh, yeah, I agree. And uh, Gary, what do you think? Uh, I think it's cool, personally. Um, I don't. It's kind of hard to say how many developers will actually utilize it, though, because when I, when I think VR, I automatically think a lot of issues. You know, stuff breaking, people yeah. hit stuff. My my biggest concern will be with. Like Fraser said, people throwing up all the time. I mean, one game that automatically comes to mind is, oh, here's me using Project Morpheus in Batman Arkham Knight. Yeah. And I'm jumping around doing backflips. I'm <laughs> it's not gonna end well for me, believe me. Oh, Batman. <laughs> I remember I said in, in, in Chad that this is probably gonna be the number one cause of bulimia <laughs> as well in the country. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, for other games, I can see you doing pretty well. I mean, you know, first-person shooters, people wanted that for a while. You know, some arcades already used kind of a virtual reality-type type setup. You know, but, uh, you know, then, then I start thinking, oh, how fun would it be to play Outlast in VR? Oh, that, heart that attack. That wouldn't be fun at all. Heart well, attack uh, fun is, is what that would be, you know? So, it, it again, it depends on, on what the developers do with it, which which games will will use it the best 
I don't see every game using it the best. Like I just, you know, like I said, Batman Outlast. I don't know, but I think it's a great concept. Just, just have to see what they do with it. I mean, they like they showed off God of War. Like I wish I could see a video footage of it and see if he's actually doing all his crazy moves or if it's just what you did at the end of God of War three, where it goes into first person and you're just attacking that way. Well, you're using a controller, aren't you? So you're not actually moving yourself. Yeah, but isn't the whole point of VR is that it's always in first person? Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, so think God of War and think of all the moves that he does in God of War and then imagine seeing that in his perspective. (laughs) It's Uh, really hard to play that game without throwing up. I doubt that they'll take a third-person view game and then turn it into first person just for the VR. That would be weird. Yeah, see, and that, that's where my argument comes in. Is it going to be specifically for certain games, like first-person yeah. shooters? I don't, I don't think every game is going to be able to use it. That doesn't... That doesn't. I think it's going to have to... Uh, developers are going to have to program for it, probably. Or it can just be used with certain kinds of games by default. So um, I, I, don't, I don't think it's something that's going to fit with every game. Because otherwise, you know, for instance, Infamous, we were just talking about, you could... It would be really cool to see stuff from Delson's perspective. If you're if you're flying around the city, you can look down and see the ground way beneath you. But um, really, it's probably going to end up being just like watching it on a giant TV screen in front of your eyes because everything's in third person view. Oh, I just thought the best game ever. Mm-hmm. Oh, you did what? I just thought the greatest game ever: a Spider-Man in first person with two move controllers for web slingers. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, and then you crash into a wall and have a heart attack. Where did that <laughs> <laughs> One thing that See, concerns how, me how good is, a spider you are. <laughs> one thing that concerns me is the technology that it uses because um, it uses tracking from the PlayStation camera and the PlayStation Move. And what I'm, what concerns me is, okay, I bought the headset. Do I now have to go spend money on the camera as well? And do I now have to go spend money on the move as well? Like, how much is this going to cost me? Or are you going to bundle it all together in one convenient package? For I don't time? think you need the move for yeah. tracking. I think you need the camera for tracking, but the actual headset has the move support sure. in it. Sure, but but even that, it's like, um, it's like you, you buy this and you yeah. say it's affordable. Great. But then do I have to go out and spend $60 more on this extra accessory? Because that's going to turn people off. Chances are the camera will be cheap enough to build by then that it could just bundle with it. Hopefully, hopefully. Right now it's retailing for the same amount as a controller. Um, so I could, I definitely see a rush of sales of the PlayStation camera. Lately they announced that 15% of PlayStation users have PlayStation cameras with their system, which is amazing. Um, Whoa, one of the 15%. Whoa. Yeah, uh, that is about... What four hundred thousand or so for something like that? Anyway, um, well, no, uh, it'd be what it's, it's, what's it? I thought there was six million yeah, PS4 six sold. Million. So, so that would be seven hundred thousand. Seven hundred thousand. No, no, nine hundred thousand cameras. Yeah, because ten percent of uh, six million six hundred thousand, then five percent. Yeah, half of that is. So yeah, nine hundred thousand cameras sold. Yeah, that's pretty good. So um. That's that's definitely going to increase when this drops. And quite frankly, I'm thinking about Drive Club because we've already heard talk about Drive Club 
um, being compatible with some sort of VR. Um, there have been talks about, you know, being able to sit in your car and look around and see inside your car. So I wonder if that's part of the reason that they're, quote unquote, going back to the drawing board with Drive Club. Are they, now that this technology by Sony is further along, are they working to integrate that uh, further into their game? You know, I, I'm mystified by that because it looked so ready um, not too long ago. And now they're saying it's going back to the drawing board. So uh, I wonder if this is part of that. I, I also wonder the, the investment Sony has in this thing. I mean, the move wasn't very successful. Sony, Sony in general hasn't had a very high success rate with peripheral. So, so the amount of money and, and time that they probably put into this kind of, and, and depending on how many developers utilize it, it, it raises questions in my opinion of whether it was a good idea to invent your own or maybe just partner with the Oculus Rift in some sort of way. Really? Well, Con- the move could have been successful. Because but I con- of developers utilize it. I'm, I'm convinced that um, the, the move is better than the Wii controller, for sure. It's, it's just so precise. And yeah. then, but then, like, I was so ticked off back at E3 when it first came out because um, you have this controller, this motion controller. Just Sony's marketing was all wrong. You have this motion controller. And they come out and they say, okay, build it for this and then add move. So take this game and then make move secondary. And they showed a perfect example of that because they showed a basketball game. Um, And there's, you know, with a sports game, there's so much you can do with the motion control. You can dribble, you can shoot, you can pass. But no, they have you sitting there aiming the thing at the TV like a remote control and just pressing a button every now and then. And they go around... Then they go around saying, talking about how adding move just makes the game so much better and, and shaking hands and patting each other on the back like they just won a freaking Nobel Prize. I was so mad because they just screwed that up. And I, I think that the marketing for the thing was all wrong. They, they, they took the idea of make a game and then add move, just tack move on there. Like, and, and then the one game that was going to use it right, that was actually going to make a game for move sorcerer didn't turn out to be what everyone expected because we didn't hear about it for a long time and then when it finally came out it was like oh you know that's cool i guess so i think there i think there could have been more success to it than it than there was it's just that sony didn't instill the right mentality in people's minds to make it successful so do you think their marketing with this is going to be better i would like it to be but 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 then again, even if their marketing was bad, it's still up to the developers to use it or not. Sure, but the marketing think... is just for people to buy it. You know, sure. it's different for developers. So this is what what I'm wondering is how many developers will actually take the time and the money to pretty much create something that works on the VR. You know, how much how much would they want to invest in it? Marketing isn't just for the consumer. Sony has to market this device to the developers as well and get them interested in developing for it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, there. I still doubt that there would have been that much developer support, but I think there could have been more than there was. Wasn't that the whole point of get the developers conference anyway to sell the product to the developers? Right, right, right. So um, for this, I hope Sony does a better job. I I don't see really <laughs> as long as they don't say, okay, take this and then stick this on like it's a, a third wheel, you know. 
<laughs> so they, they did that with the move, and I was not surprised that it went down like it did because that's not yes. the way. And like I said, that's where I'm concerned with. I mean, I think in, in my personal opinion, it would have been easier, cheaper, and probably the right move to probably partner with somebody who's already doing VR rather than go in and create it yourself, especially sure. if it's going to fail for you. I was a little surprised when they did that because back before there were rumors of Sony working on a VR headset, um, we were trying to see if Oculus would bring Rift over to consoles. And it seemed like there might have been some kind of deal in the works, maybe a little bit. And then Sony's like, oh, surprise, we're making our own. So um, we'll see how it goes, I guess. See, the thing is, though, it's like with the two of them being around... They're going to have like innovate. They'll innovate more. Sure. It's why some people won't want Microsoft just to walk out the game. It's like if Sony was just sitting around with the PS4, they wouldn't do anything. And yeah. It's like how much we might love Sony and everything. If they had no competition, they're just like, eh, we'll just release any old crap. Yeah. Whereas <laughs> PS3 days. Yeah, exactly. Whereas they've so, got the Oculus, they're going to be fighting each other to try and better each other, and then the technology will improve because Sony's a pretty big giant to go against. So it yeah. should be interesting how that actually comes out. It's true. It's true. I can actually see the uh, Morpheus being cheaper than the Rift as well. Sony can. If you have to hat. buy, the, if you have to buy the camera as well for it, I don't know. I think that's... You don't need to... You, the only thing you need to buy the camera is for the head, head tracking movement. Well, yeah, but isn't that you part did. of the big thing for, like, head tracking? That's one of the main attractions with a VR headset. I don't know. I think it'll still have some sort of head tracking because it'll use the... It'll use, like, Six-axis type thing? Six-axis type thing, but it won't have as much accuracy as if you're using the camera. I don't know. I'm concerned. I hope you're right. Yes, yeah, oh, I, I think, think Glenn well, and I, I, I shared the concerns with. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it could be. Well, what, what was the rumors that came out of it? At GDC it was rumored to be two to two hundred fifty bucks, right? Oh, you know, yeah. yeah, that's pretty. You know, yeah, it's cheaper than the Oculus Rift, which I think is going to be three fifty, right? That's... Yeah, but that is a higher resolution screen. Listen, I'm concerned. That's more than half the cost of the console. Like, how many people are going to go out and drop $250 on this? I will. And which means, <laughs> which means by um, thus, um, how many developers are going to actually develop content for it? And that's, that's, yeah, that's a see, rough this, is, this is where my whole argument comes in. Yeah. You, you got to just... See, uh, would it have been easier for them to partner with somebody already working with 3D? I, I think they should have taken the opportunity to partner with Oculus. Because that's a little... Woo. Yeah, because, you know, Sony's a hardware company. They could have provided all the hardware they needed. Sure. Make it great. So They still I'm, could, but $250 more now for something that... Especially if it only works with the PlayStation. If it works with PC as well, then yeah, more people could buy it. But if it's just for PlayStation 4, I don't see that many people jumping on board to drop $250 on the thing. I will. <laughs> Well, if the rumours are true that it supports non-VR modes as well for standard gaming, then I will buy it. That way, I can use it whenever I want, even if it doesn't. Even if the game doesn't support VR. Yeah, they could they could market it as, hey, you know, you can free up your TV and still play on your PS4 console, just like the PlayStation TV thing. That well, what they've advertised is that you can do like split screen gaming, like that TV thing. We can have one person using the goggles. 
you know, the, the Morpheus of one person playing the other screen on the telly. I really wish the PlayStation TV took off more than it did. It seemed like a good idea. Oh, oh I do as well. But they didn't. What do you mean? It's still sold up in this. Japan, man. <laughs> uh-huh. it, it took off big in Japan. No, no, no. I don't mean the, the little box. I mean the actual 3D TV that they released um, oh, okay. not too long ago. Um, because yeah, is my that actually got, yeah, my roommate actually got one, and it was pretty cool. I, I tried the 3D thing, the one-person 3D thing that it had, and it was it was really, really nice. So I wish that took off more. Yeah, I, I wish I had. Uh, I think we should leave that as is. We, we're excited but nervous about the VR possibilities. About, you know, will Sony screw up? Will they actually do it right? Um, I think you should... What's that, sorry? I said, at least I'm concerned about it. Oh, I'm a bit concerned as well. I still throw my money at Sony, but I'm a bit concerned. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, what if you think we're wrong, or if you think we're right, contact us at uh, PSU, uh, podcast at psu.com and we'll uh, reply to your comments on the next podcast. You guys need so, a Twitter account. Yeah, we need a Twitter account for Unchained eventually. <laughs> uh, anyway... While we're talking about games and VR, what have you been playing, Glenn? Me, frankly, I've been playing Infamous. I, I've, <laughs> I got done with my playthrough for the review, and I started another one. But then um, I had a friend visit, and he didn't want, to, want me to spoil it, so I've been playing a little bit of Guild Wars once again. And I feel like I've, I feel like I've been away from home for some reason, <laughs> and going back to Guild Wars is kind of nice. But I'm going to be finishing my Infamous play, uh, playthrough because there's a trophy for getting it done on expert mode, and I want that trophy. And, Gary, what have you been playing? Oh, I have been playing Castlevania, Wars of Shadow 2. I finished it yesterday, actually. Phenomenal game. I'm not going to lie. Don't believe all the reviews. That's all I'm going to say. All the bad reviews, I should say. Um, I've also been playing, like I said, Infamous. I played a little bit. Uh, Started to play Ground Zeroes, got hit by a car, died. Um, I also played a little bit of Guild Wars 2 with Glenn, Woo! which was fun, even though I got lost and died, because he wouldn't help me. What? <laughs> <laughs> Twice. I followed you all over that map, man. <laughs> Not cool. And I've also been playing, uh, I'm still playing Brevery Default on my 3DS, which is still a great game. Ah, uh, sweet. Um, and Fraser, what have you been playing? Infamous. <laughs> oh, this wow. is a common theme here. Yeah. Um, Infamous um, and Castlevania Lords of Shadows 2 plus Thief. That's my, my free games I've been playing, enjoying the hell out of a lot of them. Do you uh, enjoy sweet. Castlevania? Just want to know. Yep, I love it. I, I The voice acting is particularly good in that game. Good man. <laughs> well, I've been playing a bit of Warframe. I've re-downloaded DC Universe Online. I've, yeah. I've bought the War for Light expansion pack and I've made a Red Lantern. Because rage! Man, if you ever need help, I can help you with that game. <laughs> they can't. No, I can't? It's region locked, remember? European and Americans what? can't play together. Really? Um, yeah. Um... Oh my god. Isn't this so, like 1995-style yeah. gaming here? Come on, people. I know. Re- so blog. I'd have to, I'd have to go on the American account, and if I did that, I'd have to rebuy the expansion packs again. So, 
That's yeah. I did not know that game was region locked. That's horrible. Well, yes, the reason why after nine o'clock, if you're playing on the European service, it's dead. It's why I, I, I bought it when it was um, subscription based and I stopped because it was just dead. Because it was just Europe, so if you played at night, nobody was on. But they merged all the servers. Is that still region locked? I don't. I think it's still region locked. I had to look into it, but I didn't see any. We we should try it and see because uh, that's that's absolutely terrible. No MMO should ever be region locked. That's horrible. Oh no. <laughs> region um, Anyway, DC Universe, Warframe. Oh, what's the other game that's been out this week? Oh, Feminist. Inflammable. No, Infamous. That was it. That's why I've been playing. <laughs> Second Son. Yeah, it's an amazing game. In fact, I streamed. I, I finished the game, actually. You did? I was surprised to a lot of people online, actually. Considering the fact that they watched me play and watched how bad I actually play. And I still finished it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I streamed the entire game from start to finish. Nice. Yeah. They got to see me die a lot. It was it was an interesting experience. Um, but apart from that, that's that is what I've been playing. Um, so we're going to go straight to emails now. Actually, we got we got a couple of emails. In fact, one involves Glenn. Really? Dun dun dun. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Oh, it's a hate email. Just good luck, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's start with the nice, cheery one. What? <laughs> uh, <laughs> It passed, but want to wish Mike happy birthday. Oh, by the way, this is from my super awesome Omega fan, Alfonso. It's it passed, but want to wish Mike happy ha- Mike H a happy thirtieth birthday. And I know the new age will bring us bring you lots of success and happiness. Wishing to you to see more many cheers. Um, remember, Alfonso, Mike will be back next week for Unchained, but right now he's throwing money at strippers. Yes, yes. I know. Or, he, he wanted... or they're throwing money at him. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. They're pretty. Fro- I don't know. Either way, he'll be back next week, and he will be host probably, maybe unless I fight him for it. Um, and Alfonso again. So I received my copy of Deluxe Souls in the mail on Wednesday, and I am sick of it. Does have good graphics, but I can't stand the combat mechanics, so I'm done going back to play Soul Sacrifice. Um, That's a shame to hear. Yeah, sh- you should you should get a bit more angry. At I, I, well, let me just say, Alfonso, I don't know if you played Demon Souls or the original Dark Souls. If not, then I can see why you really dislike Dark Souls too. It's it's one of those games you really have to enjoy dying a lot. <laughs> Because everyone enjoys that. <laughs> it, it's the satisfaction of dying so many times and then finally being successful. That's that's the whole point of that game. To be honest, though, I, I used to kill myself a lot on Borderlands out of boredom, so I can't say much. <laughs> I'd wait for a mate to come up, catch up to me and I'd jump off a cliff. <laughs> yeah, if, if I knew that you were buying this game, Alphonse, I, I would have warned you about it first. Yeah. But but he only says Dark Souls. He doesn't say Dark Souls Two, which could mean he bought the first one. Okay. So I don't know. He probably exactly. got it for cheaper, so it's not too big a deal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, if you contact us, Alfonso, confirm if you got number one or number two. <laughs> um, and then we've got 
One for Glenn. Okay. <laughs> from Alfonso again. Oh, okay. God, I hate that. Uh, uh, uh. Will you guys create an email account for RDGH? It's time that emails are added to the show. I want my emails to be read everywhere. <laughs> Everywhere's. Um, an email. I don't know. That's not my area. Um, I don't control the PSU emails. We do, however, have a Twitter account at rdghpsu. Um, just follow it. Tweet to us. We we try to. We've been trying to do something for Twitter every week. Um, so if you if you just tweet something with a hashtag rdgh, we will read it on the air. Yeah, getting free games, people. Come on. Yeah, Gag- here. He actually yeah. um, talked about a contest where if he gets a hundred followers, he will buy one of those followers a game of their choice, as long as it's not something crazy like a collector's edition or something. So, follow him at Gaglaush. G a g l a u s h. Gary. Um. So yeah. Uh, anyone got uh, Gary? Have you got any shout outs? And how can they contact you? I uh, just. The usual shout-outs, thanks to all the people listening, I should also say. And the followers who are following me, stay awesome, guys. But um, <laughs> uh, you can reach me, uh, like Glenn said, on Twitter at G-A-G-L-A-U-S-H, that's at Gagalaush. Or you can reach me on PSU email at Gary at PSU.com. And Glenn, any shout-outs? How can I contact you? I have a shout out to the listeners of this podcast. You guys are awesome. Thanks for tuning in every week to hear our lovely voices. And I would like to give a shout out to Fraser, who I have the pleasure of meeting and who I'm looking at right now on his Twitter account. And he does look just like Delson. Oh, no. He's even got the same hat. Even more than that, he looks exactly like my friend Matt from high school. So (laughs) shout out to you, Fraser. Oh, dear. And, Thank um, you. Thank you. <laughs> you can contact me at goglen underscore at G-O-G-L-E-N-N underscore on Twitter if you would like to contact me directly. Or you may email me, um, hopefully that's not too outdated for us now, at glenn.gordon at psu.com. Ah, uh, sweet. Um, and Fraser, how can they contact you? Well, I'd like to say thank you for everybody for listening and inviting me on, of course. It's been, no problem, it's happy to be on. It's been awesome, be uh, awesome episode, that's for sure. Um, but everybody can find me if they want to see if I actually like a certain someone at Fraz101. It's three Zs, if anybody. And my, my email is fraser.miller at psu.com. Ah, sweet. Well, my usual shout-outs to Chin, Crimson, and my usual Twitter followers. Thank you all for putting up with my tweets. I mean, you put up with me. You, you, you can put up with anything. I also want a biggest shout out to Able Gamers. You've been um, using a lot more, using Twitter a lot. Uh, sorry, Twitch a lot more. And I always enjoy watching your ch- charity streams. And you're a really good charity. Um, but you can contact me at chili underscore UK on Twitter, or you can contact me at ben at psu dot com. Well, I think that pretty much wraps up episode uh, episode thirty two of. PlayStation Gaming Hour Unchained 32. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I should say um, Gaming PlayStation Unchained Hour. Three three of us, three, if, you, if you don't get why he's doing that, three of us from um, RDGH are actually here right now on Unchained. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like a crossover. I'll, I'll leave quietly. 
it's like a, it's like a, a, a crossover if if, if we weren't all from the other thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm Scottish. Come on. Yeah. yeah. He's, 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 a, he's an honorary member of the most racially diverse gaming cast in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Which, ironically, is after we finish talking here, we'll be stopping and talking a bit more. Yes, it's true. Um, so, until then, enjoy your day, enjoy your night, and enjoy your break from my voice. 